0: Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right meow, right meow. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am live in the Mack Hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios on a foggy, foggy Monday morning out here in central Mississippi. Um, about 30 minutes ago, as I was coming through Jackson, I was coming 20 westbound on the 20 eastbound side right there at Ellis Avenue, Valley Street. If you're not familiar with the Valley Street Bridge, that's the curvy bridge right there by Ellis Avenue. Uh, there is a bad wreck, and it's got traffic backed up moving east. So if you're coming to Jackson from Clinton, etc., cetera, uh, expect backups. Um, I, I, I can't imagine that it's cleaned up by now, but hey, maybe it is. I don't know how far along into the cleanup they were when I came through. So, just a heads up there, a little traffic report for you. Alright, uh, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. The phone line is 601-879-0002. And I don't push this nearly as much as I should, but you know, if, um, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter... Uh, you can reach out to me. I do get the notifications to my phone, so I do see them. It's at Save Jackson. That's S-A-V-E-J-X-N. And I am on the Twitter there. I don't use it quite as much as I used to, but anyway, if you, that's how you want to interact, I am available there. My social media in general, just search my name, Clay Edwards. The Save Jackson page seems to be a popular spot for people to reach out, but here's the deal. The the inbox there gets so much garbage. That it's just hard to keep up with it. it. It really is. I've got two personal pages. I check the inboxes there, here, and there. But uh, I'm not hard to find. My email is clay at W-Y-A-B dot com. That is probably the most efficient way to get up with me. Or the text line, 769-241-1944. The Guns and Gear text line, that is. But, um, and we're on YouTube. I, I do upload the show. Today's probably won't make it because we're going to be talking about vaccines and Pfizer today. And YouTube don't like that. So I probably won't be uploading today's show to YouTube, but we do upload the shows to YouTube. And I did start a whole another Facebook page. Just go search Clay Edwards Show, and I actually load up a video version of the show there, so you can actually listen to it on Facebook. Again, as long as we're not talking about vaccines and stuff that we get you zapped off the Internet. I hate to self-censor, but um, if we're going to be there, if we're going to try to get to the normies, we got to play by the rules a little bit. But we don't have to play with this rule. uh, As y'all know, we break rules when necessary. That's kind of the whole shtick here. So we're going to talk about whatever we're going to talk about. Just some of those shows may or may not end up on those platforms. I will start loading back up to Rumble. I'd gotten away from that. Nobody was watching them. And it took a lot of extra time. But it feels like there's a shift and people are starting to go watch Rumble more. I've been getting some notifications on my phone that uh, <clears throat> I've gotten some new subscribers there, so maybe I need to go start updating the show there too. All right, we're going to start with Rumble. I know everybody's on pins and needles. Everybody wants to talk about the Memphis, the Memphis uh, cop killing of Tyree Nichols, and we'll get to that. But to me, that's not the biggest story. The media wants that to be the biggest story. They want that to be the biggest story because it fits their narrative of racism and white supremacy and police hate black people and all that. Which I don't know if that checks if any of those boxes are checked off with this, but we're not going to start there. We're going to start with this Project Veritas video that they got with the uh, this Pfizer director, and he basically says that the mRNA COVID vaccine is a directed evolution of the human genome. I mean, they are they are evolving our bodies into a place that we don't need it to go. Now, this is, this video has been edited a little bit to bleep out some cuss words, but just a heads up, there are some bad words, but, uh, they, again, they've been beeped out. So if if you got kids in the car, just uh, be mindful of that. But I think this is a very important video and we're going to discuss this. And we got all kinds of things today. We got three hours today. We've got Alice and Noe going to be here for the third hour for our whole, our whole story, health hour, whole story health hour. And the first two hours are going to be me doing what I do, raising hell, praising Dale. Here we go. This is Project Veritas.
1: Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID. Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this going You got to don't You got a public. don't tell anyone. <laughs> <tell them. Like, laughs> hey, we're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, pro- <laughs> <laughs> we can create uncippily developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. We have to be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like, you know, goes everywhere
2: Something Which I crazy. But
1: is the way that the virus started? It moved on. I mean, to be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere like. Yeah,
2: I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director of research and development, strategic operations, and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's.
1: It's definitely not gain-of-function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain function research of the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research on about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks, to like, Jesus Christ.
3: The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all
1: for all government right. officials it's pretty good for the industry to be honest
3: yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in america never- why is it bad
2: for everybody else
1: because if the regulators so have to prove our drugs know that once they stop being regulated they want to go work for the company they're not going to be as hard on the company you know we're hearing their job.
3: if this is the quality of individuals within pfizer that are making these huge decisions that Uh, risk global public health. It's profoundly corrupt.
2: What is Pfizer doing, I guess, to optimize, you know, the vaccines now? Oh, we actually
1: have a meeting about that today, so there's a lot. Really? They're doing...
2: I don't know if I should say this. (laughs) Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. We're exploring, like,
1: not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can the, to create uncipply developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? <laughs> so that's, like, one of the things we're considering. Okay. In, like, the future, like, maybe we can, like, create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay. So you- so, Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public, no. That's why it was, <laughs> a, it was a thought that came up at a meeting, and we were like, why, why do we not?
2: It was like, we're going to consider that. there were more discussions. that's okay. exactly actually right? We we're like, wait a minute. Like, people won't like that. That's right. It appears that Pfizer is internally discussing the possibility of mutating the COVID virus themselves in order to tailor a vaccine to sell to the public. Listen to Walker describe in detail just how they would conduct such a scientific experiment. First... In living animals. So, the way that we're thinking about it, don't tell anyone this you no probably to tell anyone. <laughs> <you're not telling
1: laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, but, So, um, the way it would work is like we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively like cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them. And then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey and just constantly actively mutate it. That's one way. Okay. Or you can even do like directed like simulation, which like we not and they just sample what the different like um like uh proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time okay so then you can see the mutation and then you can have to mutate in a certain way you want okay but you have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate so it doesn't create something that, like you know
2: it goes everywhere something crazy
1: I is the way that the virus started it moved around to be honest like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere like
2: yeah i know covid virus experimentation on live monkeys this is unethical, to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. So, I mean, when is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't
1: know. It depends on how the experiments work out, because this is just like something we're buying, right? It sounds like gain-of-function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain-of-function. sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, so directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe, I... I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do game function research with the viruses, like, yeah. they Rather not. But you do, like, these, like, selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more protein. Yeah. So there, there is research ongoing about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks. to like Jesus Christ. So um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but... Uh, it seems like from what I've heard they're kind of optimizing it, but in the growing slope, everyone's very cautious, like, you know. Right. Obviously, don't want to kind accelerate it too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing, because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutation. Okay. So did that, did the whole virus mutation thing, like, come from your executive, Sarah? No, no, That came from, like, we have, like, two scientific officers in, like, the other divisions.
2: In a subsequent meeting, our undercover journalist asked if this type of gain-of-function research is already being studied at Pfizer. But no, as long as it's called directed evolution, Pfizer's in the clear. What, what's the goal for, well, for so Pfizer what do of doing way? that? So probably what they want to do is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure
1: out, like you know, there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up. Why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine a, a for like new variants. Yeah. So that's why they're thinking, like, if you do it, control the lab, then you say, oh, this is a new epitope. And so then if they, it comes out later on, like in the public, we already have a vaccine kind of working on
2: Oh my God, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the, like the best business model though? Like, just control
1: nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean if it works? Because like some of the times there like, were just mutations that pop up, right? And we're not prepared for it. Like with Delta or Omicron right. and things like that. So... Who knows? I mean, either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID is probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. Like, yeah. I obviously like
2: it. <laughs> well, I think the whole, you know, I think the whole, like, research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate, like, cash cow. Yeah. It would be perfect. Now, you would think that creating viruses to sell the vaccine would be illegal. But no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, A revolving door for all government officials, unquote. A
1: revolving door for all government officials? Wow. Yeah, for any industry though. So, like, in the farming industry, all the government uh, officials who like you know review our drugs, eventually come work for farming companies. Like the military, like all the like army and defense like government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. How do
0: you feel about
2: that revolving door? Like,
1: it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad
2: for everybody else?
1: Because if the regular sort of our drugs you know that once they're stopping it they want to go work for the company but i got to be as hard as the top
2: you know we're getting us up we talked to dr robert malone physician scientist and author to get his take on the comments made by jordan walker
3: you're gaining function you're creating a new function in virus 1 by adding elements from virus to infecting one monkey and then another monkey that's called serial passage that appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the wuhan institute of virology with the humanized mouse strains uh, that i believe were obtained from uh, EcoHealth alliance that's an example of directed evolution the gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing the hubris and arrogance and immaturity. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard for the human toll, it's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible for Pfizer to circumvent international or national law I think that is undeniable. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably worldwide. Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it.
2: With governments turning a blind eye and Pfizer hiding information from the public, this is an ongoing story
0: be brave do something spread these videos and all right thank y'all for bearing with me to listen to that i think it's very important and i knew that i had to watch it when i heard that youtube kicked it off the platform anytime youtube and facebook and these type big tech platforms are censoring something i know that it's real I know that it's legit. That guy, they set that dude up on <laughs> there's a gay there's a gay dating app called Grinder, like Tinder, but anyway. Um they they lured him in from there and got him out with the assumption that he was on a gay date and he spilled the beans about all this stuff. Now Pfizer has released a a statement it's long. I, I don't foresee reading it. I really don't care what Pfizer has to say. Because I don't believe that this guy was just making this stuff up. You know, you get somebody drunk, they get a little loose, and uh, they run their mouths. And that appears to be what was happening here. We'll open up the phone lines. I want to get you guys' thoughts and opinions. If you're interested in uh, talking about it this morning, we can do that. 601 The Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one. 1944. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studio. This segment's going to be brought to you by Mac Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Look man, if you or in the market for a new vehicle. Get over there and see them. Great folks. Great, great folks. They got a new policy they're trying to implement. It's more of a promise. Can't guarantee some things. Uh, people, people will abuse that if you guarantee things. But their goal is to get you in and out of that dealership in one hour. From the time you get through with your test drive and selecting your vehicle, and you sit down and you've agreed to terms, they're going to try to get you in and out of there within an hour. Most people hate going to buy a car because it can take up your whole day, and it doesn't have to. I mean, I've been in the car business for 12 years. When a dealership is ran right and efficient, there's no reason, once you've agreed to terms, that it should take more than an hour to get out of there. And Mac Hike is going to extend that promise to you. They're going to have you in and out of there. So check them out. they got rebates or cash back or bonus cash, however you want to legally word that, up to $15,000 off on some vehicles right now. There's some more rebates coming down on Ram trucks here soon that we'll keep you up to date about. But I think right now on certain models, there's up to 4000 off. I'm telling you, I mean, that's cash back. So if you got negative equity in your vehicle, and if you bought your vehicle in 2020, 2021, new during the shortage and the peak of the market, you probably got some negative equity. And you're wanting to get out of it. I see it every day over there at Ellis where I work. People come in and they they dollars $7,000 upside down because they bought at the peak of the market. You can go over there to Hike and you can use that rebate money or cash back and let it eat up your negative equity, a good chunk of it anyway, then the bank will carry some negative equity for you on the new loan. It's a great opportunity to go get back right in your vehicle where you're not carrying a lot of negative equity around. And this a little inside baseball here. If you know you bought something at Pika Market or you know you've got some negative equity, man, look, I always, always, always recommend Buying gap insurance when you're in that finance office. And they do a little free advice for the day. It ain't that expensive and it's worth it. Because if your vehicle becomes a total loss and you're say five, six, seven thousand dollars upside down, you owe that money. <laughs> insurance ain't gonna pay that. Always get gap insurance if you're up if you know, unless you're putting a bunch of money down or you gotta pay for a trade. Because I promise you're gonna leave that dealership upside down. It's just the way it works. That's just the car business. It is what it is. So anyway, shop them online. Mack Hike, cdjrf.com, located right there on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. you see Cory McDonald and his team over there today. All right. So I played the, the Pfizer video there by Project Veritas. And I just think that that is an extremely important video. I think that should be the number one story in America right now. But it's not. The media is trying to tell us that five cops, five black cops killing a black man in Memphis is the most important thing in the world right now. Even more important than the Ukraine war. I mean, th- these are all their favorite things. So I refuse to, uh, to play that game with them. You know, we are going to talk about it. I got some opinions on it. I think it's fair to talk about it. You know, we're pro police here. But uh, with the, with it, with these type things. I like to take a couple days. I was just telling Stephen Yatroska he has a show here every morning from six to seven a.m. right, right before ours. I was just telling Stephen. I was like, man, you know, this is the one type thing. Whenever these cops end up killing somebody or somebody dies in custody of police, I honestly try to take three or four days, look at all of it, digest it, come to an opinion. I did. I did it with George Floyd. I was uh, I was a week later when I finally said that dude killed himself. That was suicide by cop. I Don't care how they spin it, I don't care what they do, it was suicide by cop. So, with all that said, we will talk about it, but uh, not yet. I want to hit one more thing on this vaccine stuff, and y'all may say, Oh, Clay, you sound like a crazy person, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. Well, I mean, at last, at last glance, the conspiracy theorists were always right. I saw a Meme the other day. It said, What's the most trusted news source in America right now? And somebody said, Conspiracy theorist six months ago. Because everything we said ends up being true. Everything. So, brain fart there. I was talking about conspiracy theories. Thank you. Right. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I got to thinking yesterday say you're a pure blood like me. Ain't no, uh, well, I say a pure blood. As far as pure blood, as far as COVID vaccines go, I mean, they got me at birth with all the other ones they got everybody else with, too. So I'm somewhat pure blood. And then let's say your significant other is vaccinated. Y'all work with me on this. Do you believe that the mRNA can be sexually transmitted to your, to your partner? Like all the bad parts of it, like an STD. I don't know. Uh, apparently, Dr. Malone, I want to say, says uh, they believe that it can. Vaccine shedding is what they call it. And for like up to 30 days after you get it, you know, people you're close to, you know, especially if you're having intercourse with them, could also basically end up getting vaccine from direct injection. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? That is an interesting thought. I thought I was just being a crazy person, and then somebody and I posted it. I asked a question on Twitter. I know not to ask that on Facebook. I asked that question on the Save Jackson Twitter, and I got some interesting responses. And most people that responded didn't think it was sounded like that crazy of a deal. They're damned and determined to get everybody back still, one way or another they mix it in with the flu vaccine. They're offering a combo vaccine. Now get your COVID and flu shots mixed together. No, thank you. Not today, Satan. Not today. And I, and I tell you all that as I sit here and I don't feel 100% today. I thought I had a fever, but it has gone away. I think I just drank my coffee too fast. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, not, not today, Satan. There won't be no vaccines. I may never get another vaccine in my life if I can help it. Because they're going to try to put this mRNA in everybody. Everybody, let's see here. Guns and Gear text line. Nolan says, where can I find that interview? I'd like to listen to it in its entirety. I will text it to you. If anybody wants that video, that Project Veritas video, I will text you the link. Just shoot me a text to the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. It probably wasn't the best video for radio Because it's an undercover video, the sound's kind of eh. But I wanted to use it to open up the conversation. It's going to be a lot easier to digest watching it because it's got captions. And uh, that obviously makes it a lot easier. So I will text that to y'all. Hey, also, update, there's a crash on 55 North right before Atkins Boulevard. So be mindful of that. And, um, okay, we're caught up on the text. There were some other ones from the weekend, but I'm going to try to stay on subject. This morning here. Make up, make sure one more thing. I think I just got a text through. I'm trying to be better on reading the text. I promise. All right. Everybody just saying send it to me. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the. We will finally talk about the Memphis police stuff. And I'll give my opinion on it. And also Fox News is reporting. We're going to get to this today too. Fox News is reporting that Jackson, Mississippi could see. Long periods of interrupted water service over the next 10 years. 10 years. I didn't see anybody else talking about this story yesterday online. So I thank you to my buddy that sent it to me. It kind of slipped through the cracks. For the next 10 years, as they repair this water system, we could see extended outages in Jackson. We're going to talk about that too today. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live in the Mack Hike and Floyd Studios on 103.9. W Y A B. Necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios out here at the Lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Florida, Mississippi. What does this text say? Okay. So can't read that on air. Uh, <clears throat> this segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and DAC right out there at Fan and Mart on the Res. Look, it's Monday. Monday fun day. (laughs) Hey, get by tonight. I would say there's gonna be Monday night football, but there's not. So there's no football tonight. But there is wrestling. There's that. If you need some sports. I guess there's basketball. People do still watch that, don't they? I'm gonna tell you all that about that in a minute. But check out Acme Pete's and Dacries. Go see Chip and the team right there at Fan and Mart on the Res. They open daily at four PM. They're open late. They got a full service bar with all the good bourbons and whatnot. They also have Twelve different specialty pizzas, pastas, deep fried pizza, burgers, and more. They got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap there too. If you're gonna dine in, but hey, carry out is available as well as they're available on all of the major food delivery apps. And always plug my buddies over at Take a Break Deliveries, because you no better way than to support two locally owned businesses with one purchase. Take a Break Deliveries and Acme Pizza. That's a cool deal there, if you ask me. But uh, check them out online. Uh, just go to Facebook, search Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, and you'll see it there. Ac- uh, located right there at and Mart on the Res. If I sound like I'm a little off this morning, <clears throat> I am a little off this morning. I woke up and felt like I'd been beat with a baseball bat this morning. And then I thought I had a fever, but I think it was just my coffee. So I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm getting back right here in live time. So y'all bear with me this morning. I do appreciate your patience, <clears throat> but uh, slowly coming around. Not sure why I felt so bad this morning, but sure enough did. Have you ever had your phone on? It's doing it now for whatever reason. Have you ever had your phone on? Let's say Snapchat, for instance, and you're talking, and I guess you've hit the microphone button. It'll do it on text messages, too. If you accidentally hit the microphone button, and everything you say is being translated into a text down below. I've had that happen and almost sent some things I was saying bad about somebody to that person. Uh, that would teach me a lesson about running my mouth about people when they're not around. And uh, make sure the phones are off and face down. <laughs> anyway, hey, you know, a little, uh, little advice of the day, a little off subject here. I was thinking about this yesterday. If, uh, if you're going through a, you know, we, we, we ain't scared to dabble into some relationship stuff here on the, here on the Clay Edward Show. If you've recently gone through a breakup or a divorce or whatever, and it was initiated by the other person. Don't text your ex. Like if I could just give any advice out there, don't text your ex once it's all over and done with, because they're probably laid there with somebody else reading your text and making fun of you. You don't want to be that guy or girl. Don't do it. Don't text your ex. You don't want to you don't want to be the butt of their joke. Anyway, just a little friendly advice from Clay Edwards this morning. I, know I don't want to be. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into this Memphis cop thing. I promise. But I, I want to give a shout out real quick to my buddy Chad Wesley. It was his birthday over the weekend. Happy birthday, Chad. Went out to his little get together. Uh, was it Friday night? Saturday night. Out there at the studios in Richland. And uh, what what a great host they all were. And they were watching an NBA game. I hadn't, I hadn't seen an NBA game on my personal TV screen in five years, somewhere in that neighborhood. But they were watching the Lakers and Celtics and went to overtime. I will say this, all the politics of the NBA and all that crap aside, the product, the way they present the product with some of these new cameras and angles and drones and all this other stuff, it really was interesting to watch. But I just, it makes me nauseous anytime I see LeBron James on my TV. And he was throwing a hissy fit down on the ground. I'm surprised they even played after that Tyree Nichols video came out. But anyway, I don't even know who won. I walked back to the back half of the studios. It was an overtime. I did grow up a Celtics fan back in the day. So I loved some Larry Bird and all that. I liked the Pistons too, especially in hindsight. I really liked those 80s and 90s Pistons teams with Bill Lambeer and all them. bad boys. I didn't like them then. I like them now. I'm like, man, I would still watch the NBA if they were roughhousing and fighting and doing all that. It would be way, if it was a contact sport still like it used to be, like a full contact sport, I'd watch it. Hey, also real quick, speaking of sports, I got to give a shout out to a bunch of folks from Mississippi this morning that are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. I would have to say, now I haven't looked, I can't confirm this, and I don't have the, the enough care or wherewithal to go look, but there's a lot of Mississippi players playing in the Super Bowl, and I would bet there's more people from Mississippi playing in the Super Bowl than there are any other state combined. Real quick, let's see. This is from uh, Blake Levine. He's a sports reporter up in North Mississippi, I believe. He said, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles team is full of Mississippi connections. Yazoo City, Fletcher Cox, Yazoo County, Kenneth Gainwell, Starkville, A.J. Brown, Horn Lake, Nakobe Dean, Brandon, my friend and yours, Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, the mustache. And uh, then as far as like college players that aren't from Mississippi but play ball here, at Southern Miss, we've got Quez Watkins, and then Mississippi State's Darius Slay, big play Darius Slay. I loved watching him in college. That was some of the funnest years of the state Ole Miss rivalry was the years that Slay was at, at Mississippi State with Dan Mullen and Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss. I loved it when it was good and toxic like that. And then, of course, over on the uh, Kansas City side, you got, is it William Gay? Rudy Gay? Anyway, Gay. Can't even remember his first name. And Chris Jones. Chris Jones had the game of his career last night, both Mississippi State products. Chris Jones, a uh, Mississippi product and a Mississippi State product. So, a lot of Mississippi representation in the Super Bowl. And a shout-out to Gardner Minshew and his family, Flint, the whole family out there. You know, I lived across the street from him for a little while. Had the uh, opportunity to meet Gardner. Me and Gardner share a barber. Uh, shout-out to Jonathan Boone. Cuts both of our hair here locally when Gardner's in town. So, I got to meet Gardner at the barbershop one day. And, heck, I went to all of his high school games. <clears throat> so, just really cool. I mean, I don't wish anybody to get hurt, but it would be awesome to see Gardner get to play, take a couple snaps in the Super Bowl. I'll be pulling for, I grew up kind of being a Kansas City fan, but I guess I'll be pulling for Philadelphia. I just, uh I want to see Gardner get a ring. That's kind of my thing. I won't be upset if the other team wins, if Kansas City wins. The quarterback at Kansas City, um, his wife and brother have made it really hard for me to like him, and he's a very likable guy. But that obnoxious wife of his and that dancing TikTok fool of a brother of his just make it really, really hard to digest his success. I wish they would quit showing the his family on TV. I don't, I don't care, and I just don't care. Uh, furthermore, let's talk about a little bit more sports stuff here for a second. You know, there's this big thing that the media loves to do. Jalen Hurts, another great kid, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, played at Alabama, transferred out, finished up his college career at Oklahoma. Well, he won Heisman. He won Heisman at one of them. Anyway, here's a little meme that I saw running around. I don't know if calling it a meme is right. It's not really a meme, but it says, why doesn't the media push the narrative that Jalen Hurts is a coach's kid? If his dad has spent a decade in jail, ESPN and other media... Outlets would eat it up. But when a father is a real leader and a mentor, we get crickets. Let's give some love to Mr. Hertz. I, I, normally, I don't screenshot stuff like that. I just roll on past. But that ties in. That ties into this Memphis police story and the narrative that the national media is trying to push. If, if they're 100% right. If his dad had been in prison... And I never got to watch his son play a game, and he was raised by a single mother, and yada yada yada. It, that'd be the biggest story in, in in America leading into the Super Bowl, but he was raised in a two parent household with a coach as a coach's son, and you don't hear nothing about it. Why don't we glorify people that do right? Like they they would say it's all. This has got arrested for having a pound of marijuana or he got arrested for selling crack cocaine and crack cocaine laws were racist towards black people or whatever it would be. They had had the narrative all spun out so they could make a big story about it. And uh, I just think about that. Not about that. So I, I think it's cool when you see these these kids do well that were raised right. Both family, both parents in the household. I ain't got no problem with the single parent stuff. Teach their own. You know, but let's talk about the good stuff, too, man. You know, let these people out there, these young fathers out there, see what can happen when you, you're you involved in your kid's life. You know, quit glorifying prison culture. That's what our media does, glorifies prison culture. Let's take a call here real quick. I think we got Derek on the line. Hey, good morning, Derek.
4: Hey, to go along with your point how the media glorifies the most negative of things, do you remember the most despicable thing that the media did one, one year? Do you remember that, that little thug crap bag that was getting in trouble, been arrested, that had a rap sheet of the arm long? And the last time he got arrested, the only thing the media had to point out was how beautiful his eyes was. And you have a bunch of thirsty females all over the country that started to go fund me to bail him out of jail. Then he gets a modeling contract with Calvin Klein. Yes, you remember I, that?
0: I do remember that.
4: That's why, to this day, I, I will never buy CK products ever again. Because this guy has been nothing but a criminal crap bag his entire life. And somehow, because the media sensationalized his eye color and dumb, thirsty females ba- raise money bail money for him, he gets a modeling contract. What are we sending to America's youth now? We're telling them that all the hard work and, and study hard is, is bogus now? Because it's basically what we're telling them. He's a cute thug. Yeah. But, you know, we tell people to get their education, go to school, you know, get a job, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, we tax the crap out of them and never give them a pat on the back.
0: No, we we just, they refuse to glorify doing right.
4: Right. And then everybody's always saying, well, help the poor, help the homeless, help this. Well, where's my help? I got three dollars. Well, I had three dollars in college, one of them already graduated. Graduated. Where's my help? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you were you were privileged, Derek.
4: Oh wow! Because my my parents took me RVing as a kid and skiing and
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what they that that that's what, good stuff. That's what they would say. Hey, brother, I got to take this break real quick. I hope you'll call back in the next hour after I talk about this police stuff in Memphis. I want to get your opinion on it. We'll do. All right, brother. Peace. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the first hour of the show here. I'm here for three hours this morning. I'm sure that, that aggravates some people. But uh, here for three hours this morning, we'll be right back live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. I got about two minutes before the top of the hour break for the news. So I thought I would hit something a little funny here just to kind of fill the, the time. I posted something on my Facebook the other day. It was this um, picture of what... You know, in the white community, we've gotten really bad about naming our kids dumb things. Yep, that's right. We do it, too. And it showed these dumb names attached to adults and grandparents, what they're going to look like when they get old. One of the dumb names was Riot. It's spelled R-H-Y-A-T-T. Another one of the dumb names was Brinsley. Brinsley. B-R-Y-N-Z-L-E-I-G-H. Brinsley. Then there's Kinsley, K Y N N S L E I G H. What are y'all naming y'all's kids? Y'all got to stop this, especially you Rankin County women. Um, you Rankin County millennial women. Stop it. Stop naming your kids these dumb names. Oh, here's another one here Jax Stin, J A X S T Y N. Jax Sten. And then there's Claxton and Raylan. And Raylan's great. It's R-Y-L-E-I-G-H-L-Y-N-N. We're all trying to catch up with Democrats for these vowels in your names. So, like see, see who can have the most vowels in their names. Anyway, been wanting to rant about dumb kid names for a long time. Get you a good traditional name like Clay or Arthur or Michael or Jason. Something like that. Bring back traditional names. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We're going to come back, and I promise we're going to start the top of the hour with the Memphis Police stuff, the Tyree Nichols stuff. We'll be right back live in the Matt Hike of Studios, The Clay Edwards Show.
3: Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as The Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.